Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. Happy New Year, everyone. And this is our first episode of 2019. That kind of feels Woo-hoo! weird. Feels kind of weird to say already. It does. Uh, I'm predicting 2019 will be a great year for us, Dave. Yeah. And I know it's going to be a, a great year for Force of Nature. Uh, I think we're really gonna we're really gonna blow up this year, and we're really gonna become a popular podcast. Of course we are. Well, maybe not, but <laughs> what do you mean? Wish, maybe not. wishful thinking. Uh, hey, it's hopefully, a New Year's resolution. Of some yeah, sense, hopefully yeah. we'll get a few more listeners at least. <laughs> oh, and we are also joined here in the studio with our newest member of the team, Cheetor, uh, who has actually reached the rank of Colonel Cheetor. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, Dave had an old army helmet from like World War II, and we put it on Cheetor. And Cheetor is like a two foot tall plush cheetah that Dave's kids got me for Christmas, and they like knowing his a part in the show. Yeah. <laughs> he looks pretty cool with a helmet. On. He, he does. He looks he looks pretty badass. I'll be honest. Yeah. Well, we hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode about the Siberian tiger and a tale of revenge. It was our it was actually our second time doing the episode due to technical difficulties. Uh, but it, it is still one of my favorite episodes that we've done. That's good. Uh, uh, I love tigers. Uh, we we love tigers, and the story is just so good. The, yeah, I, I just really like it a lot. So be sure to go back and listen to it if you haven't yet. Make do yourself a favor. Uh, but this week, Dave, this week is our fourth edition of recent animal stories and attacks. All right. So all these stories have happened within the last two months. Uh, so November and December. Okay. And I had to kind of uh, pick and choose a little bit, but uh, we have some great stories this week. Uh, Dave, you have a, I believe, a story or two for us yeah. as well. Yeah, I got a couple. Okay, yeah. great. And uh, yeah, I like I really like doing this. I thought I thought this was a good idea to do something recent, uh, recent uh, episode every two months. I just yeah. think I think it was a good idea, and I I, I like doing it. Well, they happen all the time. Yes. It's like. <laughs> So we got to try to keep up, dry, you know? keep up with them a little bit, you know, yeah. and like I write them down, like whenever I see a new one come up, I'm like, Ooh, uh-huh. did somebody die? Hopefully and <laughs> <laughs> just to make it a little juicier. Like, Oh, I hope somebody died. And two people died even better. <laughs> but, uh, I, I keep track of them and I, I make a list of them as the, as the weeks go on. So yeah. And we've got some great ones for, I've been, like, I've been holding back on some of these oh, stories. Yeah? Like I've been wanting to tell them, but I've been like, we'll wait until the next recent stories come out. So that is today. And as always, we want to thank all of our listeners. We really appreciate it. And we love knowing that we even have li- listeners. Uh, if you enjoy the show and you want to contribute to the show, what you can do is go to iTunes or whatever platform you use. Give us a review. Give us five stars. Say something you like about the show. It really just helps us get noticed and gain more attention. Uh, so please do that for us if you can. Um, and if you do give a review, we will give you a shout out. Uh, unfortunately, no shout outs this week. Oh, but uh, hopefully we get a bunch of a bunch for next week, and possibly that might be because iTunes has. I got an email from iTunes a while ago saying that you probably won't receive reviews for from the end of December, like the uh, middle of December to the end of December. There was a weird technical issue, so you might yeah. not be getting them. So maybe we do have, maybe we've got about 500 of them that mm. in the queue that I don't know about yet. That haven't maybe showed some up. Some kind of uh, annual Y2K issue with <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> Possibly. So maybe we do have more. Um, and if you have, give us a review. And I haven't seen it yet. I'm sorry, but we will get to it. I, as soon as I know that you, it, it shows up. Okay. So um, hopefully we get some more next week and hopefully we can get um, some more super shout outs as well. Oh yeah. Uh, super shout out goes out to anyone who donates to the show and becomes a producer for us. Well, you know what, Dave? Um, you ready to get this thing going? I'm ready. Because I am ready as well. Yeah. So for our first story, we, we don't have to go far because it happens right here in Utah. Ooh. And we need to meet up with an old pal of ours. Oh. And this old... Well, we haven't seen this old pal in quite a while. Huh. His name is... Rabies. That's right, rabies. <laughs> rabies is back on the show. Yikes! Uh, it's been a while since we've had a. And it's hitting close to home. Yeah, it's very close to home. And it's been a while since we've had rabies show up on the show, and it's even it's been even longer since rabies has shown up in Utah. Wow! So let's get going. This story 
happened at the beginning of November. And let's meet Gary Giles. He's 55. He lives with his wife, Juanita, in Moroni, Utah. Okay. Have you ever been there? Or... Moroni? Yeah. Yes, I have been to Moroni. Yeah. I have never been there. At least to my knowledge, I have not. Yeah. It's about two, two and a half hours out. Okay. It's not too that makes, far. Yeah, that's about right. Um, it's a very small town with a population just over 1,400 people. And the town is right smack dab in the middle of Utah, right in the middle of the mm. state in San Pete County. And yeah, I've never been there before myself. I don't. What, it's an what? ag community in, by the mountains. Yeah. Okay. So in October, Gary had fallen ill when he began suffering intense back and neck pain. He went to the emergency room on October 19th and was diagnosed with with a likely pulled muscle. Hmm. But his condition quickly deteriorated. Gary began suffering from numbness and tingling in his arms, followed by muscle spasms, seizures, and delusions as the virus attacks his brain. Oh, wow. Gary was eventually placed on life support after following in, following, falling <laughs> into a coma until he was taken off and he dies. Oh, wow. Gary's death is the first confirmed death from rabies in Utah in more than 70 years. Wow. The last one was recorded in 1944. Gee. So, Dave, it's been a while since we've talked about rabies. Do you remember how it's transmitted? Yeah. It's from, uh, usually from bites, saliva inside of an animal. Yeah, exactly right. So in this case, it was transmitted by... Do you have a guess of what it was? I would assume a bat. Very good, yeah. I think maybe I mentioned that to you uh, a couple weeks ago. But yeah, you're right. It was bats, and that is the most likely case around here. So so here's one thing that I want to have noted. This is the first case in 70 years, and it's also smack dab in the middle of the state. And Utah's a big state. Yeah, it's really big. So it's kind of freaky. Like, all of a sudden, it gets straight into the heart of Utah. I was like, ah, (laughs) it could spread out from there. Well, there's... Let me. I think I got some more information on oh, okay. stuff like that. So, in this case, it was transmitted by bats. And uh, if you remember, bats are the number one transmitter in the United States. And worldwide, worldwide, it's actually dogs. But in this, in the U.S., it's from bats. Oh, okay. So it turns out Gary and Juanita had a bat problem, but they also didn't really mind the bats. Hmm. Apparently, they would wake up at night and find bats walking on their bed. Oh my goodness. I mean, normally that would freak anybody out. What, do they have a bat farm going on? (laughs) It's not even a bat farm. So here is a quote from Juanita. I've always thought bats were kind of cute, but I had no idea the kind of risk we were at. Mm, Yeah. And Juanita also says, the bats never hurt us and we were always catching them in our hands and releasing them outside because... You hear all the time about how bats are good for the insect population, and you don't want to hurt them. Yeah. Um, also, she says, the bats would lick our fingers almost like they could taste the, the saltiness of our fingers, but they never bit us. Mm. Well, they, they did. <laughs> oh. But uh, one thing about bat bites and scratches, remember they can happen from scratches as yeah. well, which is how rabies is transmitted. Uh, it may a bat bite may not be felt because a bat's teeth and claws are really small. Yeah. So Gary probably never even knew that he was bitten. Yeah. Or since they're licking their fingers, maybe he had a cracked finger. You know. Yeah. The saliva and from the. It could it's just something so small and minuscule like that. That's what caused yeah. it. Juanita and the family have gotten vaccinated for rabies since Gary's diagnosis. Uh, the. The vaccination, it's four shots within a two-week period, and hopefully looking into taking care of her bat problem, I hope she is. Yeah. Uh, If you want to learn more about bats and rabies, you can check out episode 17 uh, about vampire bats. Remember how we went all over it? Yeah. Uh, A whole lot of rabies in that episode, too. So go check that out if you're interested more in this. Yeah. You want to know something else funny? Ever since we did that ep- rabies episode, <laughs> you keep the rabies or the bat. The rabies. Okay. You think I, every time something, it's like, huh? Something feels weird with me. 
I, I immediately go to rabies. I'm like, no, no, it's not rabies. It's not starting to kill you. But my mind does it now. I think oh, does it? <laughs> like, what is, what, has anything bit me recently? Yeah. <laughs> That's it's, pretty funny. It's the new fear thing, you know? Yeah. Like on uh, Kindergarten Cop, my head hurts. It might be a tumor. It's like, I'll just do that with rabies. Oh, my, my knee hurts. Could be rabies. No, it's not the rabies. <laughs> it's, it's not the rabies. That's pretty funny. That's what I go to now. But <laughs> I got rabies, guys. Yeah. I got so rabies. So thanks for the education, Matt. Yeah. Well, well it's good fear. education to have. <laughs> I promise you. And I, I forgot to write this down, but I think I did. I covered it in our bad episode, but... um. There was testing done on about 150 bats here in Utah. Oh, uh-huh. And there was, like, a decent percentage of them that carried rabies. Oh, really? Like, I, I, I'm, I can't remember exactly, but I want to say out of 150 bats, there was around 15 that Ooh. carried rabies. That's pretty That's high percentage. You think people would be getting it. So though. don't quote me on that. I can't yeah. remember the exact statistics, and I didn't write that part down, but... It is definitely out there. So wow. bat safety. Yeah. <laughs> don't touch a bat. Ever. (laughs) All right. But um, uh, that's not uh, that was. But there was also another rabies related death that happened the last two months. There isn't a ton of information out on this one, but uh, a Britain man from Aylesbury named Omar Zahari, who went on holiday to Morocco. And while he was there, he was bitten by a stray cat. Oh, apparently he got treatment in Morocco and when he returned to England, um, but never got, and he got treatment there as well, but never got the vaccination that would have saved his life. Oh, what kind of treatment did he get? Then? I don't know. I d- didn't say anywhere. Oh. But unfortunately, there isn't much other information out there about this case. But I, I added it to be real to really. I wanted to put over how dangerous and deadly rabies really is. Yeah. Uh, remember, once the the symptoms show up, you're basically screwed. Uh, because the treatment won't work after the symptoms start showing. And you remember what the kill rate is? 100%. 100% kill rate. So you're really screwed if you don't get treatment right away. So mm-hmm. everyone remember, if you are bitten or scratched by a wild animal, or if you think the animal is acting strangely, even like a dog or cat, don't go near it. And if, But if you do get bitten, seek immediate medical attention. And if you travel to a place where rabies runs wild, like Africa or Asia, and you get bitten by an animal, definitely get medical attention. Because there are um, thousands on thousands of stray animals there, even in the big cities in Africa and Asia. So if you get bitten by one, don't go up to them, first off. I know they're cute and you want to help them, but it's better for you if you don't. Yeah. Uh, but um, I do have this information. Lots of people are smart, and they do this. In the U.S., over 16,000 people get vaccinated each year as a precaution after animal bites. Mm. And if you're, there's very few deaths in the United States from rabies yeah. a year. Like, oh, I can't remember. I can't remember what it was. We'll have to go back to episode two and find, or episode 12 to remember that. I, I don't think it was a per year death on it. I thought it yeah. was, I think it was just like uh, five, five or six years, within 15 you know? years or something yeah. like that. Uh, and rabies is, it's a really complicated virus too. As with, as with Omar, it didn't uh, even get diagnosed properly. Like the mm. medic, they're like, they did, that's not even on the, the list of things he might have. Cause it's so uncommon. Uh. So if you've been bitten, um, we, we here at Force of Nature recommend you definitely get medical attention. Yeah. Even though it's going to be expensive. It could possibly oh. be expensive, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember it was quite expensive yeah. for the shots. But you know what? It's either that or your life. Yeah. And remember that- um, That's the, how they get you, I tell you. <laughs> the incubation period is so off, too. Remember, it could be like after yeah, you get bitten- Yeah, it like three weeks it could be, three months. It could be, one, it could be one week all the way up. I think the- one of the longer ones was a year. And wow. so that you have that much time or mo- the most common is like three weeks to um, two months ish. Somewhere around there. Somewhere yeah. around there. And so you've got that much time to get those shots before. If, but once a symptom shows you're screwed. Yeah. And I'm actually thinking about doing another rabies episode soon oh, wow. too. Uh, rabies has been a big surprise to me since Man, doing this rabies podcast. on the brain. <laughs> God, dude. You like that pun? Oh, that was stupid. I had to put a pun in here. Uh, All right, go ahead. But rabies has been a big surprise to me since doing this podcast. I never knew how 
uh, terrible it really was and how prevalent it is in some areas. I really didn't know. But, um, yeah, if you remember, you're supposed to take a shot every time I say we're going to do an episode. Uh, we're probably going to do another at, at rabies episode, too. So there's shot number one. Yeah, and then we're not talking about the rabies shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay that was that was a decent one dude. Oh, oh good okay <laughs> <laughs> but now let's move on to our next story this story is very reminiscent of a famous person who died from the same animal hmm. so let's go down under mate we are going back to australia uh, more specifically the island of tasmania Ooh. and this story happens november 18th we are on Lauderdale Beach in Tasmania, and let's meet Nicholas Ricketts. He is a 42-year-old man. Nicholas worked as a plumber and had served in the Australian Navy. So, you know, oh, tough guy. Right on. Tough guy. Uh, Nicholas was suddenly struck in his abdomen by a stingray while he was swimming. Ooh. His buddies pulled him to the shore, but were unsuccessful in their efforts to resuscitate him before medics arrived. Nicholas would die from cardiac arrest from the wound. Wow. So I had to do a little more research on stingrays. I didn't know too much about them. And stingrays, stingray attacks are extremely rare, especially death. Very, very rare. Now, obviously, we all know or should know that Steve Irwin, the crocodile yeah. hunter was also killed by a stingray back in 2006 but stingrays have a they have a barb uh, they have a barb that's kind of up under their tail a little bit and it's serrated it actually it looks a lot like a feather huh. it looks like a feather okay. but it's uh, bony and sharp and it has like serrated edges to it okay. all, all around and it also has toxic venom Ooh. and the barb yeah like I said it's attached to its tail and they will use it in self-defense. But stingrays are not known to be aggressive at all. Stingray or Stings usually occur when they are um, stepped on by swimmers. Yeah. So what exactly happened in this case with Nicholas, nobody really knows. But the barb uh, got him in the right spot and the venom caused the cardiac arrest. Gee. In Steve Irwin's case, the barb actually punctured his lung. It's like a, it's like a, a dagger or a knife, you know? Oh, yeah. A serrated dagger knife. So pulling it out would be excruciating. Yeah. Uh, but um, the barb puncturing Steve Irwin's lung, that's what caused his death. I mean, and of course the, the venom. But I think he died pretty quickly. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, everyone, yeah I remember they kept telling us it was uh, right to the heart. It was just a... Was it went right to lung? the heart. Yeah, because they kept saying it's like that's unusual for a stingray to kill like that. But yeah, it's super. It unusual. went to his. It went to his heart. So of course it died. It so, punched his heart and killed. Yeah, him. quick. But yeah, at least it was, was quick. His lung, but because you kind of think like his heart, that's got that's pretty yeah, protected. That's you know, pretty, so a lung maybe yeah. a little easier. So what happens to someone who gets stung? Most people who get stung get stung on their feet or their legs, which it would be. Yeah, uh, which is you would think, uh, which is would be much better than the abdomen or the lung. Yeah. Uh, but how about I take us to another victim? Okay. Named Jamie Cumming Cunningham, who suffered a stingray attack just a few days ago. Oh, wow! It happened in New Zealand on Orietti Beach. Jamie was boogie boarding with his two children when he was struck by a stingray. Jamie was heading onto shore when uh, was heading back to shore to return his wife's boogie board when he believed he stood on the stingray, oh. which then attacked him. And he, but the thing is, he was only in a, a little over a foot of water. Oh yeah, and so it got him in the abdomen still. Oh really? Yeah. Oh gee, it must have been and a he big felt, one. He felt a pain in his he felt a pain in his right foot, and then it felt like he had been hit in his left ribs with an iron bar. That's how he explained oh. it. Jamie uh, scrambled on the beach before he collapsed. So pretty quick wow. reaction, I guess. Uh, in his own words, the pain was indescribable. Mm. Now, fortunately, an off-duty paramedic was nearby and able to come to his aid. He was then taken to Southland Hospital where he underwent surgery. 
And the barb did not puncture his lung, but mm. Jamie struggled to breathe from the venom. Okay. And as far as I know, Jamie is still recovering at the hospital and his condition is getting much better. He is hopeful to leave the hospital soon. He possibly already has by now. Well, well that's good. Yeah, I'm so, curious what that toxin does. Me too. So, God, we, we might do a stingray. We might have a stingray episode. Hey, <laughs> shot number two. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was really surprised to find a second stingray story. Yeah. Because I was researching this one. Uh, and I put it on the back burner, and then the other night I was looking, I was like, oh, there's another one? Yeah, that's and crazy. Luck- luckily, this man survived, and I've actually seen stingrays. When I was in, I was swimming in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh-huh. I know, Florida. <laughs> but uh, I could see the, I could see them swimming just a few feet away from me. Wow. And they're really cool, and they're, they're, really, they're really awesome creatures. But uh, I could kind of see how this could happen, especially if you step on them. Oh, yeah. I almost stepped on them. So, and this is a crowded beach, so I could see how, but they probably just would have got my foot. And they weren't that big either. I, I feel like they get bigger in other areas. Yeah. That's going to make me nervous now, though, too. Oh, yeah. Another thing to make Dave nervous in the yeah. ocean. <laughs> We've saw, we actually, uh, I remember walking a pier in California one time. I'm trying to remember which one it was. I want to say it was one, it was probably, it was probably a pier in LA County. I don't remember where at. But uh, they were fish, you know, they had they have fishermen that fish off the pier there. And one of them had a stingray caught in his, oh, cool. in his bucket. So it wasn't very big. But yeah, yeah we, his, we're, everyone would come up and we'd look, take a look at it, you know. Yeah. I, I don't, we might need to do more research on stingrays. I don't know yeah. that much about them. So maybe we can cover them another time. Yeah. I'll add that to my list. Yeah, they're all over. He's yeah, they gotta are. Be, yeah. Well, I gotta, well, I guess, I gotta I guess be you, careful. I guess you really gotta be careful now. <laughs> But let's move on. Let's go to our next story. And this story, ooh, this story puts over on why I hate monkeys so much. Oh, yeah? Like, specifically, these rachis macaques. Uh, those are the ones in India. And we've, uh, okay. And we've, we've had stories on them before. I think it was actually episode two, one of our first ones. We had a story of them killing a prominent man in the government by uh-huh. making him fall over, fall off a ledge. Oh. And... I mean, this story will really make everyone else hate these little bastards, too. That's what they are. They're little bastards. There's not a better description than that. And these these monkeys are a huge problem in India as well. All right, but let's get to it. This story is from around November 14th-ish. I don't have an exact date, but it takes place in the city of Agra, and this city is famous for the Taj Mahal. Hmm. And so what happens is a mother is breastfeeding her 12-day-old infant. Then, an aggressive monkey enters the home, goes into its home, not outside, in the home. The monkey grabs the baby oh from, the mother's, from the mother's arms and takes off with the baby. Ooh. Locals run after the monkey until it finally drops the infant on the neighbor's roof. Oh. The monkey had bit the infant's head and severely mauled it. And the only reason the monkey let it go is because people chased it away with sticks and threw stones at it. Oh my goodness. The baby, severely injured, was taken to the hospital where it died. Oh, that's so sad. So this little bastard monkey kidnapped a 12-day-old child from its mother's arms in broad daylight inside their own home. So calling them little bastards is being polite. Jeez. Now, obviously, the family is devastated, and the, the uncle of the baby, uh, I got a quote from him. He says, There are too many monkeys. We live in fear. We have told the administration so many times to help us, but they haven't done anything. The mother of the baby is too distraught to even speak. Wow. I can imagine. Yeah. And this city is home to over 25,000 monkeys and growing. The populations are growing there. Uh, most living, they live in like little gangs on the streets. Yeah. Uh, and where they just, they just take and steal food from every, anyone they can. And I know it's because of human encroachment and everything that yeah. why is there there? I know that. So I get that part of it. But India, you have a serious monkey problem. Yeah. They really do. There was this. What? I watched this video on YouTube uh, of uh, some city in India, and they were doing a fireworks show in the city. Uh-huh. So there's like this camera that was set up, 
And it, the fireworks freak the monkeys out. Like, they don't know what to do, just like it does <sighs> with dogs here. But you start seeing, like, hundreds of them in groups just running down the street trying to get away from the fireworks. Like, I couldn't believe on how many there were. This is inside of a heavy populated city. Wow. And the monkeys just live alongside them. They're, like, living on roofs. Jeez. Going into houses, stealing babies and killing them. And wow. there was actually another woman who died like a month before this from monkeys as well. Like, I don't know exactly what happened to her, but it's a serious problem in India. These yeah. little bastard monkeys. What is the ethical choice, though, in, in those situations? It's because a, really, the humans are encroaching on the monkeys' territory. And so, you know, if, if you think about it, we're, we're, they're trying to coincide, live together. But it's not going to work very well. No. So if we kick them out, it's, it's, like, tried. it's like we're just going to say, you know, we're... They've tried, know, but they won't kill we're, them. We're here now, so you have to leave. You know, even though they were there first kind of a thing, you know? Kind of like uh, the jail, the, the prison issue in Utah, you know? They built a prison out out in uh, Bluffdale, and then they built a residential area over there near mm-hmm. it. And now, because that got big enough, they're like, no, prison's got to go. You know, oh, it, it just something else comes in. We encroach and get going in and we expect everything else to uh, uh, change the way we want to for going there. You know that's, what I mean? that's a that's a good argument towards it. it. So what is the, the the ethical thing? I don't know. I don't have, I personally don't have an answer. But... I, I do. Windows. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, Glass. That would be nice. Bars. If, if they could afford them. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. So then there's there's all that. These yeah. A lot of them are living in really cramped conditions there in India and uh, they've tried moving monkeys before to, to mm. minor success but they won't kill the monkeys like if they just went yeah. in there with a shotgun like once or twice just shot a couple monkeys just to teach them something maybe it would solve a little bit maybe the monkeys would be a little more apprehensive but they are not apprehensive in the slightest uh, They, yeah. especially with tourists they will go after a tourist and then they look like cute and cuddly because tourists aren't used to seeing monkeys so yeah. they're like oh monkey wants to shake my hand no he wants to grab that pack of food on you yeah or that that's what two thousand dollar camera here yeah on. exactly <laughs> i'll just smash it and throw it down and be like give me food but yeah, yeah and i thought about doing a whole another monkey episode so this yeah, is gonna well, be a very you, you could there's oh, so yeah. many monkeys and yeah but these are these little bastards well, say they've got issues but yeah it's i yeah but these little bastards they could be aggressive can um hold up for a whole episode on their own so wow, okay. hey there's another shot yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, let's lighten things up a bit now. Okay. And you know what? We're going to go back down under to Australia for this one. And ha- this happens on December 7th. Uh, an, an Aussie man and his daughter go down to a small water pool on their property when their dogs start barking. The man, this, this man, he's, he's, got a, he's got a beer in hand, goes to investigate when they discover a large kangaroo on their property. <laughs> Quick thinking by his daughter named Bree took her phone out and began recording, which is uh, which has now become kind of a viral video. Hmm. The video is pretty funny too. Uh they are, so the, they are now on the embankment of the small pond. The man attempts to stop the roo from attacking his dogs because they were getting pretty close to each other. But the kangaroo decides to attack the man instead. <laughs> so in the video, Bree is a distance away and yells, Dad, it's coming! <laughs> the kangaroo stands on its tail. You know how they do Oh, it? Yeah, yeah. And like drop kicks the man <laughs> and knocks him down like a good six feet away. Wow. While his daughter laughs hysterically. <laughs> That's something I would do. <laughs> I like this girl. <laughs> yeah, she, she's pretty funny. Uh, but the man falls down. And the most memorable, thi- memorable thing about this, for some reason, to all the Aussie people, is that in the video, um, and according to social media, social media, that he doesn't speak spill a drop of his beer <laughs> my kind of guy true talent right there <laughs> yes so just in case anyone was wondering what australians do in their free time it's try to fight kangaroos and drink beer <laughs> sometimes at the same time <laughs> nice <laughs> uh australia is australia is actually really doing good on our ratings thank you australia we hey. really like you 
but go back and check out episode 22 to learn more about kangaroos and crazy Aussie people. <laughs> and I'm, I'll put the the link to the video on the description because it, yeah, it is I pretty funny. It. It's yeah. like a minute long. So or it's not even that. It's like 30 seconds. But oh, yeah, okay. I'll put it on the description so people can check it out. Okay. But yeah, that's a good story. So our our next story is going to be a hunting accident story. Oh, boy. Just to end the hunting season. Yeah, it's, it's almost over, huh? And we've we've kind of adopted uh, hunting accidents on onto our criteria now, as we did in an episode all about them. Uh, but this the story I really wanted to cover, I could not find anywhere. Hmm. So my dad told me a story that he heard from a hunting buddy, and it it was crazy. And I looked I looked over I try, I spent like an hour or two more looking trying to find anything on it on the internet. Could uh-huh. not find anything. Huh. But, uh, you know what? I can get in, like, third or fourth-hand information on this story, so I'm going to tell it anyway. All right. <laughs> so all I know, and this is, all like like I said, fourth, fifth-hand information. Okay. All I know is that a man was goose hunting. Oh, and it's here in northern Utah somewhere. Huh. The guy shot a goose, and the goose is coming down, and the angle he shot the goose made it come directly at him. Oh, Perfect. <laughs> the falling goose hits the guy in the face. Ooh. Now, a goose weighs around 15, 20 pounds. It's oh, <laughs> a hefty punch there. Yeah, and coming down at who knows how fast, but hits the guy in the face and snaps his neck. <gasps> Are you serious? And kills him. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, now, like I said, I have no evidence of this story if it, I hope it's true. I was hoping it was true. <laughs> <laughs> and I got this from, like I said, th- th- I got this from third-hand information, so who knows how many people before that. could have been 12th-hand information for wow. all I know. And I don't know if it really happened. I really wanted to believe that happened, though. That's crazy. <laughs> and I've actually had a duck do this to me before. Oh, really? Yeah, I remember sh- I shot a merganser, which are a big duck. They're uh-huh. big, ugly duck, and they look like a dinosaur. <laughs> they really do. Their beaks oh, look really? like a dinosaur. Huh. Um, but I shot it, and uh, it was coming right at me. But I, I got my arm up in time. I feel like that's all it would take is just put your arm up, and your neck's not going to snap back. Mm. I got my arm up in time, and it hit me. It hit me pretty good, but I didn't like leave a mark or anything. But I was like, damn, that hit me pretty good. That's about what it did. <laughs> and the dog's like, dang it. <laughs> like, oh, I got nothing to do. Now I got nothing to go get. <laughs> but, yeah, kind of. if that did happen, it's kind of an embarrassing way to go. <laughs> Yeah. Death via goose. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, hunting deck accidents are normally freak accidents like that, though. So let's get into another one that I know for sure happened. Okay. This is also a local story here in Utah. I, I like to keep. The, I like to do a few local stories whenever I can. Yeah. Uh, and it happens on November twenty third in Corinne, Utah, hmm. which is like half hour north of Ogden. Um, hour and a half north of Salt Lake, give or take. Uh, it's near Brigham City, and I've gone duck hunting in this area myself before. Hmm. But two men went duck hunting along with a dog. Uh, I don't have names, unfortunately, but uh, uh, they went hunting with a dog on the Chesapeake Duck Club, and they are in a pit blind. Probably something similar to the blinds you have been in, Dave. Yeah. When we go out hunting, just kind of a cement block. Yeah. But they they're really helpful when you're out oh, hunting. Oh yeah. You hold about two two guys is what you want to have in there. Yeah. But one man stands up to stretch out, when the dog took it as a signal that something was happening and got excited. The dog attempted to jump out of the blind. And somehow caused the shotgun to go off. Oh, oh my goodness. The shot hits one of the men in the left forearm, Ooh. causing a rather substantial injury. Oh, this okay. isn't our only dog gunshot related oh, case wow. we've had either. But the victim was uh, loaded into a private vehicle and was being driven to the Brigham City Hospital when the vehicle was intercepted by an ambulance. He was then taken to the McKay Hospital there in Ogden. Oh, yeah. Hey, that's where I was born. Hey! Hey! <laughs> uh, but he was stabilized and released. 
Oh, that's good. So, so um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty... We've had a couple dog-related accent yeah, stories. Yeah, last where... time you were talking about the hunting accents. Yeah. yeah. A couple of dogs. That's exactly uh, right. Dogs making the guns go off. <laughs> and, you know, I, I can see this happening because my dog, Roxy, when she goes out... We were just out hunting, like, last week. And out of... She sees this, like, coot which isn't a duck, it's a bird, but they're in the same areas. And she sees it swimming along, and then we don't even see it. And then she just jumps out of jumps out of the blind out of nowhere. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Get back here. And then we see that she's chasing a coot. And so that can happen, this situation. Yeah. Hunting accidents are most of the time freak accidents like that. Yeah. But yeah, so some interesting and crazy stories so far, huh, Dave? Yeah. And I, I, here's going to be another shot. I think we're going to cover hunting accident, another hunting accident episode. <laughs> we might do that soon as well. Okay. So uh, I believe you have a story or two for us, right? Oh, Dave? yeah. Yeah, I got a couple. Let's let's have you take over. Right okay. Now. So, uh, Matt, what's my fear? Sharks. Yes. Sharks. Sharks, water, ocean, stingrays now. <laughs> yeah. Rabies. You know, Rabies. You name it now. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Matt. Everything no. <laughs> that we talk about. Yeah. But no, sharks. So I've got an attack. This one's a tad older, sorry. It's in September. Jeez. But it's a shark attack in Hawaii. Really? In Oahu, yeah. I don't know if I ever saw that. Yeah. Uh, guys, they're just surfing, you know. In fact, there are a few of them out there. They're just out there surfing as usual. Um, and uh, they don't even know what shark, what kind of shark it was. But bites the, a surfer who's just sitting on his board. Okay. Bites him in the arm and the hand. And so you get the, the, they, they interviewed the guy that was helping him. He's like, I was just, I was just out there on my board. And all of a sudden I hear this, help, help. I'm 20 feet. He's 20 feet away from the guy. He's like, help shark, help. So he paddles over helping him out. And he just sees all this blood coming up. I guess the guy was bleeding pretty bad from, from the attack. And it was just from the elbow in the hand. Um, But he hurries up, takes him into shore. They tourniquet him with the uh, leashes on the surfboards. Okay. And then they get him to the hospital. They're like, it's a good thing you did that because he was, he's bleeding pretty good. Lost right. a lot. So he survives. He's okay after that. They think, you know, they, they say uh, the hammerheads and what was the other one? Tiger. Yeah, hammerheads and tigers frequent there. So they think it was most likely one of those. It's I would I would say 90% chance of it being a tiger over a hammerhead. Oh, tigers, yeah. And and. If it's bleeding like that, really bad like that, I would say tiger too. Their their teeth are serrated, like it's they have kind of they, a serrated. Uh, they do have serrated. A, yeah. a lot of sharks do. I don't know which ones do and which ones don't. But there's like a tiger can can bite clean off, like well, they'll yeah, bite straight through. Tiger heart, uh, tiger shark bit uh, Bethany Hamilton. Remember the surfer? Oh, okay. When we covered her in I yeah. think episode two, as well. No, it was episode five. We covered five. Her. Okay. Yeah. No, six. Oh, <laughs> episode okay. six, we covered her. But yeah, she, the tiger shirt just bit her arm clean off, mm. so I could see how that could happen. Yeah, it has something to do with the way their teeth, the teeth lay. You know, Possibly. the other ones they 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 lay your back. You know, so so they kind of I don't know how to explain I it. Like know. a conveyor belt, if you were to think of teeth coming forward, they shed the front layer and then the second one moves up. Yeah. But this tigers, the way they are, it's almost like saw blades. Like they 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 shift uh, right left instead of. Back and forward, uh, kind of a thing. I'm not so certain they can, they can chomp. Maybe out. we'll have to have a tiger shark episode. I actually, hey! that's already in the book. Oh, is it? So <laughs> nice. it's it's on my list. Nice. Yeah, we can <laughs> revisit this one. But yeah, he's okay. He's okay now, so that's good. Um, right. My second one. My second one. This is interesting. This is in California, November twentieth, in Placentia. Okay, the the in where late, Placentia, California. It's a terrible name. <laughs> Uh, it's probably it's probably uh, uh how do you say above LA County north of LA County okay. just north like you know Santa Cl- what do I want to say Santa, Santa Clarita? Clarita somewhere around there I think it's it's either there in that county or it is it doesn't uh, matter west of it along the coast I could be wrong I could be it wrong, doesn't but matter. that's what I think it is that's, okay. it's that area I believe. Uh, anyway, so there's mother's uh, sitting at the park with her three-year-old who's playing at the park. And a ki- so her three-year-old comes up, coyote, walks up to the three-year-old, bites it in the head. What? So the mother come, runs at it. Oh, stop, stop, stop. The coyote runs off. So And people saw this. Wow. And so they chase it down. And they, you know, they call the police. Hey, 
coyote came and attacked. So the police come. Um, and apparently uh, the witnesses kind of helped guide the uh, uh, sh- the police, police where, where the, the coyote, went. coyote went. Yeah. And they said it even tried to get somebody else. Really? Tried to attack somebody else. So they... So uh, the police ended up shooting the coyote. They were right. like, we can't have it attack and yeah. things like that in broad daylight like this, you know. So they shot and killed it. Kind of sad, but yeah. but uh, yeah, just a it, coyote. it happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're everywhere. There, there are a lot, but yeah, that's not. It's uh, that is unusual because people say, yeah, usually if you just make noise, clap your hands or whatever, they go away. You know? See, it's weird for them to approach humans like that. Yeah, they usually don't. So that was that that was unusual. So my first thought was rabies. <laughs> <laughs> well, possibly, but, but yeah, they was not. they killed they it, so they're anything. not even gonna they're not even gonna try to figure it out. They're well, just... yeah, or yeah, or test the girl or anything. Well, for well, it. But hopefully, I guess the, the they would have said something. If they I, I, I'm did sure, that, I almost guarantee that but... they will test the girl. Yeah, or well, they probably test the coyote first. Maybe then they could do this autopsy and see does it actually. Have yeah, so they, maybe they will test the and coyote. Then you yeah. can decide whether they, she needs to get the shots or not. I don't know. Maybe they'll just get them as precautionary. I, anyway. I, I'm sure they. I I would guess that they would. And, and yeah. if that's like a situation anybody our listener runs into, and you get bit by a coyote, definitely <laughs> take the precautions of rabies. Yeah, because yeah, that like I said, that is unusual. Yeah, yeah, that is unusual behavior. So that's it's quite likely. Yeah. Ra- coyotes are a big host of rabies. Yeah, and you know that might even play into. I was reading stuff earlier uh, about the uh, wildfires that they had in California has brought more nature, uh, or oh, more of the saying. nature or animals coming having getting driven closer right. to humans again. Because they've had to, you know, there's so many acres that were burned. Yeah. So had where do they go? Interactions. Yeah. Like they've had deers going after dogs, you know, and they've yeah. had bears and issues up in the northern parts too. I can see them too, having but... issues with black bears there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I wonder if maybe even that was possibly. Into it maybe too. They're, just, they're hungry. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, that good, good stories, Dave. Yeah. Thanks. So, I've got a few more stories to go here. This uh, next one. I just found this one like a day or two ago, and it felt like I needed to add it. Um, okay. This happened December 18th in Helena, Montana. Hmm. So, this is this is so stupid. This is like, okay, I, let me tell you. This <laughs> is just like, how stupid is this guy? And okay, so a 27-year-old man was out target shooting. You're just setting up some targets so he could shoot them, right? Uh-huh. Nothing, not, nothing harmful there. They're yeah. in the Montana. You could probably do that right off the freeway. So, all of a sudden, a bullet flies three feet to his left. Whoa. Then, another bullet narrowly misses his, him to his right. And he avoided even more bullets by running into trees nearby. What in so the So, somebody world? is shooting at this guy. Now, the man was able... After a while, I don't know what happened in between this, but somehow the man was able to confront the shooter. A stranger sitting in a black Ford F-150. And the reason why the man was shooting at him? Well, he thought the 27-year-old man was a Bigfoot. What? I'm not. I couldn't make this up if I tried. Oh, my goodness. The shooter told the victim, I thought you were Bigfoot. I don't target practice, but if I see something that looks like a Bigfoot, I just shoot at it. <laughs> <laughs> so this, oh guy, this guy, this guy who is just shooting at anything he looks that like resembles a Bigfoot in the slightest. Oh my Why, goodness! What? And the shooter even told the man to wear orange next time he goes out, so others don't confuse him with Bigfoot as well. Oh. I don't think many people are going to confuse him with Bigfoot. You better not be trying to teach a lesson. I don't know. Or he needs to be telling. Oh, I, I really don't know. Hallucinogenic drugs aren't uh, legal there, are they? They. It's Montana, so. <laughs> That is no. How do you do? What would you do? I mean, the guy could have been killed. I know. He, and yet he, he was trying to kill him. When I see a Bigfoot, I just shoot at it. What when do you I do? See, just like, ah, oh, he's just being stupid. It's like, that's what you're going to kill someone. The thing is, though, that's how the, he, the that guy who nuts. got the victim kind of took it as. So the victim didn't even report the incident until a day later, saying he didn't think it was necessary. Oh, man. <laughs> he couldn't provide a description of the shooter or his license plate number so police would have little to go on wow so it's like uh some guy just shot at me he thought i was bigfoot it happens all the time 
I don't know. It must know. be so commonplace. I, I, I don't know. Man, if I was getting shot at, I'd, I don't know that I would try to approach the man. I, I, I don't know. You might still think I'd you're have Bigfoot. to defend myself. That's crazy. <laughs> I just found that the other day. I was like, oh, I got to tell this one. That was wow. crazy, man. That there. is nuts. <laughs> so, <laughs> and what's, what's doubly weird, the guy's setting up targets. Targets yeah, to shoot at. It's like man. Oh, let things. me just set the guy. Let me just shoot the guy setting up targets for me to shoot. Yeah, I. <laughs> what I what this guy was thinking or what oh he's on, goodness. I do not know. That is nuts. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I've got. Oh well, so we might. I was. I've been thinking about doing like mythological creatures before. Uh-huh. So we might cover Bigfoot. Ooh, <laughs> Another hey. shot. We're gonna be drunk after this one if you're doing the following the rules. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I was thinking about doing a Bigfoot episode of some kind. It's on the books. But uh, I've got one more story for us. This next one was actually reached national news. And so some people may have even heard of it by now. I'm sure they have. This is the lion attack story Uh that happened New Year's Day in Burlington, North Carolina. Yeah. So, yeah, some people might know what happened, but they don't. They didn't do the research I did, so... Even if you think you know the story, I have more details. (laughs) So let's begin. So the place it happens uh, is called the Conservators Center, and it was founded in 1999. Uh, The center houses more than 90 animals from 20 different species, including lions and tigers, and it averages around 16,000 visitors a year. Hmm. Now, this is more like a private zoo than an actual... This isn't like a full-fledged zoo. It's kind of a private-owned zoo. Now, I will say it is just... It seems like it was a good quality zoo for the most part. So, okay. Um, like, just as good as quality as a regular zoo from what I found out in my research. And I believe all the animals are healthy and living in decent enclosures. However, it is not an, uh, it is not a accredited zoo. Okay. So it doesn't have to follow some of the regulations of real zoos. Okay. And I I just don't know enough about the place to say whether it's like a good place or a bad place. You yeah. Know, we kind of did that when we talked about zoos a few episodes ago. Yeah. But according to one article, even despite the incident, people who live near the preserve said they have always felt safe with it nearby and they still do. So right. it sounds like it was a decent, decent place. Yeah. But let's meet the victim. She is 22-year-old Alexandra Black. She is from New Palestine, Indiana. That's a weird name for replacing yeah. Indiana. That's not where I would picture yeah. New Palestine. Or, I don't know. But uh, And uh, she is a recent graduate of Indiana University. Now, Alex was actually working as an intern for the preserve and had only been on her second week there. Now, apparently what happens is Alex and a staff member, uh, go to clean the lion enclosure and the lion was in its pen where they put animals during the cleanings, uh-huh. but somehow, and this is the part of the current investigation that's still going on right now, but somehow the lion escapes the pen and it attacks Alex. Ooh. This is a big male lion, too. I, I, I never got the name of the lion, but uh, oh. yeah, it's a big male. Uh, I, like I said, I do not uh, know how it escapes, and no one else does at this point, as far as I know. But I do have the timeline of events that precede the attack. Huh. So the call to 911 has been released, but nothing. There, there wasn't anything extraordinary about it other than someone telling authorities that there has been a lion attack and that Alex is incapacitated. Mm. And so, I don't know if this is official police reports, but this is what I found, okay? Uh, let's start the timeline of events. So, this is kind of like bullet-pointed. Um, deputies arrive at the scene after receiving a call about an animal attack. They made contact with the CEO of the center named Douglas Evans. He said that a tranquilizer gun was the only way to put the lion down. Hmm. The fire department said they have hoses set up to spray the lion if he got too close to the victim, whose body is still in the enclosure. So Alex's body is still in in the enclosure, and they're not sure 
um, what her condition is at this moment, other than she's incapacitated. Oh. Uh, the tranquilizer gun arrived. However, while Mr. Evans, Doug Evans, was preparing the dart with the medication, the dart broke and they couldn't get the broken part back out of the gun. So the gun is basically useless right now. Uh, Doug then left to get another gun. He came back, this time with a blow dart. Wow. Yeah, I was surprised by that too. He told deputies that he retrieved it from his home, where he keeps the darts and medication. Hmm. I don't know if his home is like right next door, or how long it took him to get the blow dart. I don't know that. So Doug blew two darts, which hit the lion, but appeared to have no effect. Huh. While he was preparing a third dart, the lion jumped from one platform down to the ground and then to the top of another structure. Doug hit the lion with the third dart. The lion jumped off the structure and then went inside uh, the other structure and laid down. After a few minutes, the lion showed no signs of sleepiness. Wow. Now, we've we've talked about tranquilizer darts a bit before. Yeah. And do you remember how long it takes for one to kick in? You never know. It could be 20 minutes. It could be two minutes. It could be, I think it's like 15 minutes for like a, a lion or a tiger or something. It's like mm. 15 to 20 minutes. That's a long time for stuff to go down in between. Yeah. And, and it's got three darts in it. Jeez. So remember that. Um. <clears throat> A firefighter then tried to use a hose to get the lion out of the structure and into the safety enclosure, but the attempt failed, and the lion started moving to Alex's body once again. Hmm. The lion passed by a sergeant at the scene, and the sergeant shot the lion using a 12-gauge shotgun. Oh, wow. And it shot him. It shot the lion near the, the front right shoulder. Ooh. The lion did not go down, but instead ran back into the wooden structure. Gee. The sergeant fired a second time, hitting the lion in the same area. The lion did not go down. Oh my goodness. It's <laughs> a all, tough thing. Uh, dude, we're only two shots into two gunshots into this. Wow. Another lieutenant put a third shot in the same area. I don't know what kind of gun he was using, though. Gee. After a few minutes, the lion still did not go down. Wow. The sergeant fired a fourth shot into the lion's right side. The lion then moved inside the structure, but still not down. Wow. The lion then came outside the structure and ran toward the fence where the deputies were standing. Sergeant put a fifth and sixth shot in the lion, but the lion continues to run. Oh my goodness. So he's six shots deep right now. And, Gee. Uh, several of those with a shotgun. I don't know what the other two shots were, but uh, one of the deputies then shot the lion in the base of the neck, and he finally goes down. Wow. A few minutes later, the lion stopped breathing. Now, Doug, uh, Doug Evans told the sergeant that he would need to shoot the lion in the heart to make sure he was dead. So I imagine they went like point blank shot yeah. it again just to make sure. I, I'm, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, the sergeant then shot the lion in the heart. Uh, Doug Evans went into the enclosure and confirmed the lion was dead. Hmm. EMS went into the enclosure and confirmed that Alexandria as was also dead from her injuries. Oh, man. So all that is from, like, uh, I think it's an unofficial police report, but it took three tranquilizers and eight shots to take down the lion. That's pretty crazy, right? Yeah. So uh, previously, even though the, uh, the center, the preserve, isn't credited, it still passed whatever safety tests it needed to earlier that year. And as of now, the zoo is kind of closed indefinitely until who knows when. Now, obviously, the saddest part of this is the death of Alexandria Black. Yeah. Um, her funeral is actually set for <laughs> Sunday, January 6th, hmm. from 2 to 6 p.m. in Greenfield, Indiana. So Alexandria's family released a statement saying, Alex loved animals. 
Our beautiful, intelligent, passionate Alex had worked unpaid at several animal-related ventures, most recently at Wolf Park in Indiana. This was her fourth internship because she really wanted to make a career of working with animals. She was a beautiful young woman who had just started her career. There was a terrible accident, and we are mourning. But she died following her passion. So that was from family members, I guess. Yeah. So Alexandria sounds like she was a sweetheart, and this is it's a very sad story. Yeah. Um, and there were, I saw some cool pictures of Alex and uh, at the wolf park she was previously at, like petting wolves and uh-huh. this really good looking wolf, and the wolf was like looking licking her face. Wow. So it was pretty cool. Uh, but so yeah, sad story, and the lion died too. So as yeah. sad as well. I'm I'm sure, like I said, I just don't know everything yet, and I'm sure more will come out later, hopefully, and on how the lion managed to escape. That's what we don't know, yeah, and that's, that's what's being investigated right now. Yeah, and that's you know it's just even because because they don't know, you know, you would know already, like oh well, the gate's unlocked, or oh uh, there's a hole here. They they would have found that out, but they haven't yet. So it's just something's one of those odd. Freak- yeah, we're just another freak. Emil, yeah, weird we, we, we thing can, that happened. You we know, can go over a bunch of things that we think might have happened, but we have no clue. We, well, with uh, however many shots it took, that lion <laughs> took. Man, let's just say uh, that was, was a tough he lion. Was a step above something, you know. <laughs> yeah, you can't keep him out if he wanted to get out. I guess I don't know. Yeah, that's an insane. So, so that, there's probably going to be more come out about it later. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty sad though. That very sad with Alexandria. Yeah. Uh, but Dave, that is going to wrap up the episode. Now, I I was originally going to end on a grizzly bear story, but then this lion story came out just a few days ago. Uh-huh. So I kind of switched things around, and I actually decided to wait on the grizzly bear story till next week. Hey. When we cover bears. And it's a really good story with some meat on it, so... Uh, <laughs> a nice pun, <button>, Matt. <laughs> I will be... Uh, sharing it next week. And I also thought the, the lion story was a good one, and it's a good one to end on. Yeah. Uh, so make sh- sure everyone checks out next week's uh, episode, next week's story, when it's all about bears. We were we we're going to go over all, all about bears. Like um, There's eight different species, so we're going to talk about all of them, give some facts and information. Um, it, it's going to be a fun episode, and we will end it on a story or two. I know we're going to at least cover this one. I've got several others I could do. And then um, the following week, we are going to have a solo episode all about polar bears. Hey! And it feels like a good time to do it in the wintertime, so we're going to uh, do polar bears. I think that's going to be episode 30. All right. Uh, after that, it's pretty open, and I haven't decided uh, what to cover right after that, Um Possibly another hunting episode. All right. A hunting accident. I think everybody likes that. That's one of our highest hit episodes is the hunting accident. So I think we might do that one again. Um, so, we, yeah. And we don't have any shout outs this week, unfortunately. But if anyone leaves us a review, we will give them a personal shout out. So make sure to do that. And what you do is go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show. If you don't use iTunes, then whatever platform you use, give us a review there. Or even go to our Facebook or Instagram page and give us a review there. Give us a review anywhere and everywhere. Yeah. Uh, it really helps, the, kind of like the business end of the podcast. Yeah. Now, also, if you want to be even an even more amazing, awesome person, what well, you can become a producer of the show by giving a little donation. That would be that would be more than wonderful. Uh, I work really hard at putting everything together, and any any donations would be greatly appreciated. And any money sent will any money sent is just going to go back into the podcast anyway. I've got some books I want to get for some research for research on future episodes. So by don by donating, you'll actually help improve the quality of the show. So if you can do it, it would be truly awesome if you can give a little donation out there, right, Dave? Yeah. Uh, and the way you can do that is on PayPal. You can find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com. or you could go to my personal account on Venmo, Matthew Hamilton fifty one, and this is all in the description below as well. And also remember, if you or someone you know has a cool animal-related story you'd like to share, and maybe we can share the story on the pod as well, 
Or if you just want to communicate with us, ask us a question, suggest an episode, idea, feel free at any time to email us. Or you can do reach us on Facebook as well. And also uh, recommend the show to family and friends. Help, help build us up. Tell them uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all the ones we need to be on. So help us out. Tell your friends. Uh, Dave, any anything to add? No. All right, how about you, Colonel Cheetor? I run fast, really fast. Yeah, we know, uh, we know. Yeah. <laughs> this is Force of Nature Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. Tell your friends, be a part of building us up, and we will see you next week. Bye. Oh, did I say I run fast?